So if you are, have no spiritual sense whatsoever, but you have a dogged determination and belief that you are worthy of having all this abundance and you need it and you deserve it and you feel it in your soul, then that you, you can attract it, right? You're listening to the High Performance Health Podcast, helping you optimize your health, performance, and longevity. My name is Angela Foster, and I'm a former corporate lawyer and high performance health coach. Each week, I bring you cutting edge biohacks, inspiring insights, and high performance habits to unlock optimal health, performance, and longevity. So excited that you've chosen to join me today. Now let's dive in. Hi friends, I hope you're having a wonderful holiday season. At this time of year, as the new year is approaching, it's a great time to reflect on what you've achieved this year, what's gone well, and what we can learn from our experiences. That reflection is key and a very important and powerful exercise to do in closing out the year. The next step is looking ahead to the new year and getting clear on what you want to achieve. Personally, this is something that I like to do not just once a year, but every 90 days. 90 days, I find, is long enough to achieve meaningful goals and short enough to really maintain that motivation and momentum. And a great book I read some time ago is The 12 Week Year by Brian P. Moran and Michael Lennington which really helps you think in terms of 90 days and effectively compress four years into one. And as part of setting clear goals, we need to be clear on our why and our values so that we have the vision and the resilience to overcome obstacles that come our way. It's also really important to maintain a positive attitude and outlook while taking daily action to achieve our goals. And in today's episode, I chat to Brandon Beecham, who launched a company with only a few hundred dollars in his pocket and ultimately grew it to exceed $10 million in annual revenue without raising any startup capital. Brandon is also the author of The Golden Key, Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance, and the host of the Positive Heads podcast, where he focuses on his greatest passion, exploring consciousness and the ultimate nature of reality. You can also listen to a recent conversation that I did with Brandon on his show, which has been consistently rated in the top five in the spirituality category on Apple for several years and has amassed over 15 million downloads. In today's episode, Brandon and I talk about manifestation, spirituality, and consciousness. We talk about how to maintain a positive mindset and embrace personal growth challenges along the way. We also talk about how to sync with your values and live in resonance with the universe. Decided to dive in? Let me introduce you to Brandon Beach. Hey, Brandon, I have been looking forward to this. I um, always love to talk about everything to do with spirituality and kind of creating our ideal lives. Um, we were chatting offline there about your fast, which I'm super excited to dive into. But firstly, a very warm welcome to the show. Ah, thanks for having me. And yes, I, I completely agree. It's one of the most fascinating things to talk about. It's why I do what I do. It's I never get bored talking about consciousness and the ultimate nature of reality and spirituality. It's just, uh, it's so fascinating. So fascinating. And I think it's like soul food, right? That's the thing. It's kind of like a well that you just want to keep going back to. hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it is a key, the most, I would argue almost the most foundational part of our health. Uh, you need it all. You need to look at all of it, body, body, mind, spirit, you know, but it, um, yeah, it, it definitely feeds me and you know, what I like to do, the way I think of it and talk, you know, I talk a lot about it. I've had over 2000 episodes of the Positive Head podcast and a book, The Golden Key, where I break down all, you know, sort of a condensed version of my thoughts on the ultimate nature of reality. But I, I always sort of preface it with like, look, I teach best what I most need to learn. So I think mm, approaching it from a um, an angle and a perspective of humility is really, really important. Yeah, totally. I'm saying um, let's start with how did you kind of move into this sphere? What's the sort of story behind mm. it? 
Yeah, great question. So I was raised a uh, very conservative Christian. And it never quite, you know, I kind of, you go as a kid, you go along with what you're taught. And, you know, my parents didn't want me to go to a Christian, a very conservative Christian school, college. Uh, I was excited to just leave town and go somewhere else. And so I went and, you know, had had a lot of good experiences there. And there was a lot of very small-minded sort of perspectives. And I was always pushing on the boundaries of that just naturally with who I am. And, you know, of course, the older I got, the more things weren't adding up to me, some of the perspectives on, you know, uh, God in a traditional sense. (laughs) And, you know, this all loving, benevolent being who will torture you for eternity if you get it wrong, you know, but he loves you. Um, (laughs) It's funny that contrast, "Hmm." isn't it? I found that. (laughs) You know, I always say to people who, if I ever get into conversation with people or, or, you know, have that sort of mindset, I always ask them like, well, let me ask you this. Would you agree that you are a fraction of the love that God is, right? Like we, whatever love we embody, it's a fraction. It's infinitesimal compared to what God must, God is love, right? They'll agree. Okay. Well, in your small sliver of love, comparatively to, you know, the divine source, you know, um, you know, let me ask you, if you had a child who really got off track and did poorly, is there anything that they could do where you would decide the only answer is to torture them for eternity? <laughs> I've never had anyone tell me yes. Mm. And I'm like, so so what you're saying or not saying, because you're not saying yes, is that if you become infinitely more loving, then torture becomes a valid choice uh, for your children, you know? And so that usually, you know, kind of stumps them. I leave them with that. But, um, yeah. So as I got older, I, I began to question more and more. And then I happened to meet someone who claimed to have some intuitive or psychic ability. Uh, I was in my early twenties, probably around 21 or so ahead of this time. And, um, you know, she made some claims about her abilities that really intrigued me that, you know, then she kind of demonstrated some things that were like, oh, wow, hold on. She might be telling the truth. There's really something to this. What What is this about? You know, and it caused me to start uh, researching and reading some books around, you know, some of the early things that I read were about, you know, all these people claiming to have out-of-body experiences or astral projections and, you know, all this sort of psychic metaphysical phenomenon. And I'm like, you know, the more I started reading, um, you know, books early on, like Conversations with God, if you're familiar. Mm. Um, I actually had the pleasure of having Neil Donald Walsh on my podcast recently. And, you know, he was one of my top, I want to interview him one day and, and finally achieved that one recently, but um, after nine years. But um, yeah, it, you know, books like that, as I read and sort of was um, exposed to some of these ideas about how the universe, consciousness, God, higher self, how it's, you know, life is structured, it was kind of like, I can only think because it's my dharmic path to talk as much as I do about this stuff, that it was just like, oh my gosh, of course, this is it. Of course, we're all one with the source consciousness that creates and animates all things. What else could it be? You know, everywhere I go, I'm there waiting for myself. It's reflecting me back to me. And so I started as as I got exposed to these concepts, they just were like a deep knowing. And, And then I also started having like some pretty powerful synchronicities and spiritual breadcrumbs reflecting the truth of it all to me, like, you know, sort of putting an exclamation point on it, uh, where spirit is, is 
obviously communicating in some way. And so that, you know, that's, that was the beginning of, you know, the whole thing for me. And I just continued to explore. And I, I would really, if you listen to episode one of um, Positive Head podcast, going back to 2015, I, uh, I, you know, first episode, I say, look, I'm doing this because my poor friends and family's ears are bleeding from hearing me talk about this stuff incessantly. I need a new outlet and <laughs> someone else who, to listen, who wants to tune in to me talking about this stuff. And so, uh, yeah, that was the, you know, I just kind of continued from there. And, you know, I often say, you know, there's a great quote by Mike Tyson. He's, he says, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. And I really equate that to my spiritual journey. It's like early on understanding the concepts, all the things conceptually, but then when it comes to applying them, that's where the real work is. You know, Mm. you're, you know, you know, professing how it's all perfect and it's all happening for you, not to you until all of a sudden something awful happens or you're, you know, you're done wrong. And then all of a sudden you're angry and lashing out and fighting. And, you know, so it was, it was definitely, it's definitely been a journey for me to, to tame that fire and learn to how to navigate with more grace and more ease and to really walk the talk. And even now it's just, you know, it's a daily conscious effort to, to do so. Um, But I can say I've gotten much, much better (laughs) at, uh, at, you know, uh, walking the talk, if you will. So I think I've, I've, I've felt that I think it is a a conscious practice, right? A little bit like, like yoga is a practice. Um, how do you think we can, or how do you suggest people reframe? Because that's the thing is sometimes people are going through very difficult or challenging times and they want to believe that it is happening for them in that moment. It can be really difficult. I think often when we've been through an event and we look back and we realize how much we've grown, we can reflect upon it, that it was part of our journey. It's very difficult often, isn't it? To do that in the moment and maintain that high vibration to attract what you want. What would you suggest there? You know, I don't know if there's a quick fix or simple answer to that. Um, just continuing, like, you know, the way we evolve, it's two step forward, one step back, you know, this sort of uh, dance, we, 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 you know, life is like a spiral and we come back on the things we think we've overcame and for, for deeper release. And, you know, it's like, we're like an onion with layers and layers of this stuff. So we have to be patient with ourselves and just you know, how can I be more mindful each, you know, in, in, in listening to things like your podcast, reading books, you know, all that sort of stuff, like you said, it's soul food. So the more you, you know, you inundate yourself with the perspectives and they're living in the, that vibrational pool, if you were, if you will, it becomes more and more natural. You know, now at this point, if I do lose my cool or uh, lash out or get angry or whatever, it's not five seconds until I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I, I fell out of alignment and uh, really I've disconnected myself from my higher self where all my power really mm-hmm. is. You know, you cut off that life force that chi because that's not how your higher self navigates. And so now you're, you're disconnected. And so, you know, I think seeing like one of the things that really motivates me is I don't want to repeat hard lessons. And so mm-hmm. I'm just wise enough to know, if if I don't get it right, I'm going to get another chance to get it right. So mm, I might as true. well get on with it. And so that that really motivates me. Like Brandon, this is this is an opportunity. This isn't 
as it appears, you know, don't judge the book by its cover. It's it's truly an opportunity. And if you get it right, you don't necessarily have to take this test again. And if you get it wrong, you can guarantee that you will. And so that honestly is one of the biggest motivators for me. And mm -hmm. otherwise, just having that realization where really, I really believe that. And it's like, you know, oh, gosh, I don't want to go through this again. How do I make sure I get it right? <laughs> And it feels, and, and then what happens too, as you start getting it right more in those challenging uh, situations, you feel a sense of gratification that you don't feel. When I when I lose my cool, that, that's for me, my biggest thing is like, I mean, I'm very fiery. It just allowed me to accomplish a lot and do a lot in life. And it's also, it's a double-edged sword. I can, you know, get agitated and really, you know, sharp-tongued and all those things. And I notice now, um, further into my journey, um, the more, whenever I have those moments where I just lose it, lose my cool and I'm not my, my greatest and grandest self, I'm so spent after energetically. It's like, I'm so depleted from doing that. It's like the cost has gotten higher. Mm, and so I'm aware I and I can, I can see, I'm like, oh gosh, oh no, I'm it's going to take a long time to recover. I've really done everyone here you know, there's no justice in what's happened to like, it's like, I am going to, you know, the four hours from now, I'm going to still feel like, oh, okay, get back to baseline. And so that really motivates me too. I've seen it's like the cost gets higher, the the, the more, you know, uh, you know, uh, so it's, those are some of the things that help me. Mm. It's interesting that you say that, because I noticed that around, um, if you look at some very successful entrepreneurs, for example, people like, Richard Branson, for example, who don't, you know, he talks a lot around how if he ever said anything bad about someone, his mother would push him and put him in front of the mirror and make him yeah. stand there and and perceive that he had no faults in order for him to criticize someone else, then he had to be perfect and how he learned that lesson. And it's really interesting what you say there, because I find that if ever you get drawn into a conversation that is critical around someone else, it immediately lowers your vibration. It's impossible actually to go through that process without bringing yeah. yourself down, right? You, you, yep. you're hurting yourself. Yep. That's right. Yeah. If you, if you are getting angry, you are, you are really, you know, you, you kind of lost. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't matter. It's not so much about the content of what's going back and forth between you and someone else. It's, how gracefully you can manage it. And, you know, Eckhart Tolle says, can I be this space for this? You know, and I think that's a really good question to pose to yourself. How can I take this energy that's sort of, uh, you know, coming over my whole physiology, my whole mind, my body, my spirit, and how can I transmute it in some way that is, um, that, diff that diffuses the, the negative side effects of it all? And um, so you you start looking at it as like a game like that. And those people that are doing wrong by you are there, you know, for me, it's like if some someone's being irrational or unfair, that will like really trigger me. And it's like, they're actually doing that as a gift to you. So you can sharpen your ax, so to speak, you know, smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor and you came to be a skilled sailor. So, you know, you, mm. you at the end of the day, I, I think, uh, I believe a thank you is always in order if we truly understood, you know, the dynamics of what's what's transpiring. Mm, very true. And what about like in terms of 
I'm curious, you know, when we look at things like there are some people, well, many people, in fact, will achieve in one area of their life. So they may be like in peak physical health, right? This is a health podcast. People listening, they want to be really, really healthy. They want to also have a state of high performance. But then what we can find is that some people will find they're having tremendous success in one area, or they could be having tremendous success financially, financial abundance, but then the relationships are suffering, for example. What do you think is holding us back from having really, truly achieving the health, wealth, and abundant success mm. that everybody universally seems to want? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's a big question. Um, you know, I'll start off by saying we, we judge, you know, where we're at, but where we're at is necessary to get where we're going. So what's holding us back is the natural unfolding of life and experience and, and, you know, being, uh, and so I think first and foremost, it's really important to not judge where you're at as wrong or bad. It's you're in the, you're in the perfect spot to empower you and enable you to jump into the next greatest and greatest version of yourself. But, you know, you don't dance to get to a certain spot on the dance floor. You don't, uh, hear a song to, for the, just to get to the final note. It is the journey, Right. And where you're at is part of the journey. So I think sometimes on the journey, some guys, some folks, some, you know, someone will pick up the financial piece and miss the other. It's kind of, I think of, you know, a video game when you're first uh, setting up a character and you get so much, you know, juice and you can give them this much agility or this much uh, strength or this much, you know, but you've only got so much to work with at first. And I feel like we're all kind of like that. We have str- these strengths and weaknesses. So you, you, the things that you're strong in, you may get quicker. The things that you're weak in, you, you, you know, you might have to work more at. And so like I was just sharing a thing that is my weakness, you know, agitation or agitation or anger. Um, so I think um, first that that's the most important thing. It's not, not judging the process that you're in. And so then you're not resisting what is and you're accepting and you're loving yourself because what happens is then we judge ourselves and like, I should do better. I know better. And then you start beating yourself up and then this really gets in the way. Um, you know, you're, there's not self-acceptance there. And, and from there, once you can have that as a foundational understanding, then you can start to navigate um, into, you know, when you're coming in with the intention of, I really want to be my greatest and greatest self. Uh, I really want to be of service. You know, Gandhi said, if you want to find yourself, lose yourself in the ser- in, in the service of others. And the reason I believe that holds true is because there are no others, right? So you're always doing it to you. And so getting in alignment with your greatest fulfillment is going to come from service in some way. So really, what is your, like I talk about in my, in my book, The Golden Key, you know, if you want to know the outcome of anything that you're doing, look at the intention going in and it's going to be reflective of that. And so if you have the intention of, I just want to become better, I want to become my greatest and greatest self. I want to find a way of being of service that's going to light me up and so much enjoyment from it. And it's going to benefit those around me. And if you have that intention with whatever you're navigating, wherever those tricky things that are coming up for you, you're going to, you're going to be shown, ah, okay, I got it wrong, but I can see how, you know, that's how humans work. We're really good at, you know, if I cook something wrong one time, I'll adjust the spices and try something different. And we Mm -hmm. kind of learn from our mistakes. And if you're, if you have that pure intention, then 
you're going to be shown the path and you ask and you offer, you know, there, I think of the St. Francis of Azizi from like what the 11th century, I think he said, Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. I offering himself like, you know, and if you are coming with that sort of intention and you're willing to really look at yourself, honestly, you know, you gotta be honest. So many of us get, uh, fogged up by righteousness and I'm right and you're wrong. And I won't really look at my own, you know, stuff. And you need to be willing to be honest with yourself. And, uh, when you can, when you bring that, that, those sort of ingredients to the table, you start moving through, you mm -hmm. get shown the way to move through some of these blockages. Would you like to uncover the secrets of your metabolism and hit your weight goals in a really easy, scientifically driven manner? For over a year now, I've been using a smart little device called Lumen. And through a simple breath test, Lumen helps me optimize my fasting period. It tells me the best time to eat carbs, how to fuel my workouts, tracks how stress and sleep affect my metabolism, and gives me daily personalized meal plans. Lumen is the first device to hack your metabolism and reveal your lifestyle and diet's true impact on your health and ability to lose weight and it can help you to enhance fat burn lose weight and boost your energy naturally and lumen is giving listeners of this podcast 90 dollars off all you need to do is head over to angelafoster.me forward slash lumen and enter code angela90 at checkout to save 90 dollars you can finally take charge of your metabolism in 2024 with this exclusive discount. Simply head over to angelafoster.me forward slash lumen. That's A-N-G-E-L-A-F-O-S-T-E-R dot M-E forward slash L-U-M-E-N and enter code Angela90 at checkout. Now let's get back to the show. So true. So, and it's so interesting because um, when you look at it, you're talking there about being in alignment, and and I talk a lot about biosyncing. It's kind of my thing, and and I think that you know, often people say well, you can't pour from an, an empty cup, and I do think mm. there's an element of we need recovery. But I want to just draw back to something you were talking about there because in reality, like if you're truly in resonance with everything that you want, right, and you're coming from a place of love and from a place of service. Actually, that it that action is so self-fulfilling and fills your cup. Like when I'm with my kids and I'm giving and I'm showering them with love, that love is coming back. That's not depleting. I'm not pouring yep. out of the cup. It's more like a fountain, right? That's overflowing yep. and just is replenishing. That's right. And I think that's when you know you're in alignment with what you're doing. It's the same with work, right? If you're really truly in sync with your highest values and what you want to do. Right, right. Yeah. You know, the way I think of it is um it's like a faucet. Like you said, when you are being love, when you are being of service, when you are connected to your higher self, you're connected to source. So that chi, that energy is able to flow through you. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is we can look at the, the biology of this, the physiology and see if I do, if I commit an act of kindness to you, all the happy chemicals in your brain are released, all the happy chemicals in my brain are released. And anyone who observes the act of kindness, same thing. So it literally ripples out. We literally are changing people's biology in the moment we're doing that. And every it's it's a win-win, right? And so that's what what it's about. How do I create more win-wins? And in you know, rising tide raises all ships, and that's what we're doing, right? Mm. 
Yeah, 100%. We look at, we we track people's HRV in, in live time and we can see that when they're in sync and they're living with their highest values and they're doing something that really fills them up or something from a place of love, they go into the green and their heart rate variability increases, right? You see that resonance. It's it's super fascinating. You can see it in their wow. physiology. It's amazing. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the eight keys, right? If we want to become the alchemist of our life, mm. what, what are the yeah. fundamentals we sure, need to think sure. about? I'm happy to, I'm happy to just kind of rattle them off if you'd like. Um, so yeah, what your reference, of course, is my, my book, The Golden Key, mm. Modern Alchemy to Unlock Infinite Abundance. And what I, that, that aim with the book was, okay, I, I'm very verbose. I talk, <laughs> I've got over 2000 episodes on my podcast. You know, I talk about this stuff uh, all the time. And how do I condense that down into, you know, a hundred pages, three hours to listen to something really concise. And so that was the aim. Uh, you know, what I found in my own exploration as to how to create, you know, the, the life of our dreams essentially. And so, um, yeah, I'll rattle off the eight keys in the book. If you'd like the first key is see the oneness. The second key is know the illusion. The third key is focus your flow. The fourth key is align your intentions. The fifth key is BBB. The sixth key is trust the mystery. The seventh key is love what comes. And the eighth key or the golden key is master the YOU universe. Master the universe. Master the universe. I like that. I love that. Can you talk us through like how would we how would we do that? How would we put them into just broadly practice in a daily, in a, in a sort of daily manner, if you like, like yeah, are there yeah. things so, that you do, for example, when you wake up in the morning that set your intentions or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of people having a, a morning practice, like it sounds like you're suggesting is really helpful to set the tone of the day, right? Even taking, even if it's just taking a minute or two before you get out of bed, um, gratitude is the gateway to so much in this life. And, you know, it's, it's the, appreciating what you have is the, the quickest way to abundance. <laughs> it's yeah. like, once you can find true appreciation for what you have, you, you've, you've arrived, you know? And so that leads to that, which is likened to itself is drawn. So that leads to more of it as well, more things to be grateful for because you are resonating with that vibration. So yeah, I mean, just, you know, taking a few minutes in the morning, I think is really, really uh, important piece. Uh, in the book, I also have some some exercises that I share how to sort of utilizing breath work and visualization to just kind of, um, you know, I, I, in that, in those exercises, uh, I, I have you saying, I am infinite abundance. I am that which I seek. I am infinite abundance. I, I am that, that which I seek. Yeah. And you are you are it, you know, mm -hmm. understanding that's, you know, master the universe. Like you are the lead actor, actress, star in your own private movie. Like everything is a prop in your movie. Like source is so infinite. There's enough universes for us all to be the star of a universe, of a, of a world. Right. And that's what I believe is going on here. So of course you make it, you're the only one here. I'm a prop, whoever's hearing this, I'm a prop in your movie created in the image that you you created me and reflecting you back to you in some way, shape or form and vice versa. So, you know, it's just stepping through a lot of this for the first keys really touch into a lot of the science, how science and spirituality, of course, are doing such a dance now that reflect each other and uh, realizing they're two sides of the same coin. And then it just gets into some of the, the different 
ideas and perspectives that we've even already talked about here, you know, as to how to shift your perspective to, um, yeah, to, to create more magic. And I mean, one that's really simple and profound is love what comes right. Mm. Like, um, or as my friend, uh, Matt Kahn says, whatever arises, love that. And so, you know, you get, you get the idea of like, imagine moving into a place, like everything that comes to you, you are, you are embracing like good. Oh, this hard, this crazy challenger. Awesome. Yes. I'm ready for it. I'm perfect. I know it's perfect. It wouldn't be what I've chosen, but I trust it. I trust the mystery. So um, let's do this. I know it's exactly what I need. I'm going to, how can I bring love? How can I, how can I color it with love? And when you start coloring darkness with love, you transmute it, you know, it can't, nothing can stand up to its power. And so, you know, just taking that simple, how can I see through that, that, that lens each and every day, that's going to lead me to places. I don't, I don't need to calculate or manipulate or connive to get what I want. Just be loving and choosing the most well-intended path. I, I don't even need to know anything else. That's going to reflect energetically. The results are going to reflect the energy that I put in there. It's so interesting you say that because I actually had an example of a guest on the show. I don't know if you've come across Peter Sage, really interesting um, coach. And he was, he was in Pentonville prison here in the UK um, wow. which is one of the toughest prisons. And he was there almost by accident. It was a, a legal case he was fighting that was a, not a criminal case, uh, a civil case. And and the company he was against, pitted against, he almost lost everything himself, had these big lawyers. And he ended up in Pentonville Prison. And he embraced it in exactly the way that you I, were describing. I think I do know who you're talking about. I think I might have actually had him on the podcast many years ago, like way back. I got to look while we're talking because I don't remember the name having had so many guests over the years. Yeah. Well, with how many did you say? 2000 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's and a he, lot. He, this guy was on a long time ago. I mean, he had the same story. So I mm. bet it is um, Peter Sage. It's the story that inspired him. And then yep. he created a program for prisoners, right? He's like, well, you know, you know, right. if you've given me this and I'm here and then he creates this program and then eventually comes out and it's inspired all these people. But it is, it just, it struck me because you were talking about loving what comes. And I think for a lot of people listening, they might be thinking, well, how can I love what comes if it feels so bad? Right. And that was hard. And, you know, there were people who were going to be literally lynched or killed on their way into the shower. It was so tough. But in yeah. that environment, he overcame that and loved what was there um and it's just it, it absolutely espoused what you were talking about that it was really interesting yeah. right right yeah. yeah it um and obviously that's an extreme case like he was mm. really put to like the test how how yeah talk about being put to the test wow and um and yet he persevered and became more because of it right and he i remember now from his when i had him on it looks like it was 2018 he was on positive head and um and he, yeah, I mean, he's he, the, the ripple of impact he's had because of that, because of going to prison is incredible. You know, he's, he has, um, you know, helped so many inmates, uh, as a result. So it's, it's what, a, what an incredible gift. I it just, wow. That's an extreme one. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Do you think sometimes it's a case of the bigger, the contraction, the bigger, the expansion? Yes. I do. The higher the branches, the deeper the roots. And mm. so, you know, the brighter light, the light, the, the greater the shadow it casts. Mm, <laughs> like, so true. it's all, yeah. 
yin and yang. It's all, you know, you, you need to understand. But if you can always understand if you're in the valley, oh my gosh, the more gracefully I handle this, the higher the peak that I'm going to, uh, you know, ascend to on the other side. So you're looking, the, 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 it's really taking that perspective of, you know, seeing the silver lining in the clouds, right? And so it always gives you something to look forward to. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. And what about when you think about the differences in terms of what people are looking to achieve? So some people will see disease manifest in their body, right? When actually they want to be well, or some people will be seeking financial abundance, but they mm-hmm. feel that either they have it or they then they can't hang on to it or they can't generate it, for example. Right. What, do you, what do you think is holding people back when they have the intention of what they want, but they feel mm-hmm. like they're not getting there? A great question. You know, I think of a book, another guest that I had on the show, um, a woman named who goes by Russia. She wrote a book called Oneness that is, it's not that well known and it's incredible. It's, it's channeled text. And, you know, I, I, I refer to it as like the guidebook for Ascension. It's so powerful, so poetically written. And she talks in that book about how oftentimes when people are on the journey and they're doing the right things, they're making progress, all of a sudden sickness or disease will come up. And they're like, oh my gosh, I must be getting it wrong. And it's like, no, actually, that's coming up in this time for you because you're you're ready to process that energy that's been kind of blockage that's waiting to be processed and moved through. And so that's a really interesting perspective mm. on it, right? Instead of it, it's, it, you know, uh, same thing I can get uh, in a smaller, you know, less dramatic example, I can get sort of um, rashy redness, you know, here across my nose and forehead. And and that happens when my body is well enough to release toxins that otherwise it couldn't, it wouldn't, it would, it wouldn't do it. Right. And so, you know, and, and in my case, it goes with, with like gut related stuff. And actually, you know, we talked about I'm doing a fast right now. That's one of the things on my list of achievements is I want to clear that out. And um, and so, um, yeah, understanding that like things come up to to pop their head up when they're you're capable of actually processing that energy. And it's all just energy. It's all just moving, you're, you know, remembering that it's all just energy that needs to move and be transformed. So if something is coming up, that's, you know, a disease or the, and you're like, hold on, I thought I was doing everything right. Well, that's maybe that's why it's coming up now. And you just continue on that path and, you know, trust that the outcome will be what it should be. But you having that, that, you know, belief and getting the opportunity perhaps to see that you can create healing within yourself. Um, and, and then the experience of that on the other side, you know, is, is becomes a gift, right? Mm-hmm. Like, look mm-hmm. what I did. I was able to transmute this thing and now I can tell others and inspire them like Peter Sage. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what I would say to that. Yeah, no, it absolutely does become a gift. Um, and, and what about, do you think there are some people who they don't feel that spiritual connection? They move away from it. I mean, I had a similar upbringing to yours where it was actually a very strict Catholic upbringing. And at first mm. I moved away from that. And then I had a, actually an illness that, that sort of really changed my life. Um, do you think there's some people that seemingly almost live within a matrix where they're just going around, they're not so in touch with consciousness, but everything is sort of 
happening according to plan. They've made great inroads with their career. They're getting to a certain level. They're achieving a certain level of financial wealth. They're doing all of the things that everyone does, having dinner parties, sending the kids to the school. But there isn't that sense of enlightenment. And some people journey through life without actually encountering it. Yeah. Yeah. I I saw a great quote the other day. Um, Actually, if you don't mind, I can read it. Sure. It's really good. That kind of speaks to this in a way. Um, Hold on real quick. Let me pull it up. Because I liked it so much, I saved it. I want to read it on my show. Um, it's Gurdjieff. In, the, in 1944, at a meeting, he said, If you are working inwardly, nature will help you. For the man who is working, nature is a sister of charity. She brings him what he has, what he has need of for his work. If you need money for your work, even if you do nothing to get it, the money will come to you from all sides. In another case... Nature will cut off all a man's resources if it is necessary for his work. To another student, do you understand? For instance, had you had money at a certain evening, you would have gone to a cafe, but having none, you stayed at home and worked. Nature is more intelligent than you. She knows better than you which are the best conditions for your work. And if you work, nature calls on conscious spirits who will arrange for you the conditions you need. For ordinary man, for the man who does not work, there is nothing but chance. But for the man who works, nature gives him through conscious spirits all that he needs. So I I love this idea of like, if it's best for your work and where you're at in your soul's evolution to lose all your money, then you will. If if it's best for you to have it all easily, because that's going to give you the most growth, then you will. And by the way, even those who aren't conscious of this work, they're in it. <laughs> they're in it mm, in a phase yeah. in their evolution where they're supposed to be experiencing non-awareness of it. So it doesn't mean that they're not, you know, law of attraction, law of emergence, um, these sorts of concepts. They're going to, you know, law of gravity is going to work whether I understand it or not. If I step off a cliff, it's going to work. Same with these ideas. So if you are have no spiritual sense whatsoever, but you have a dogged determination and belief that you are worthy of having all this abundance and you need it and you deserve it and you feel it in your soul, then that you, you can attract it, right? So okay. people are going to get what is best for them no matter what. So our, our issue comes down to we're ju- judging right and wrong. We think we know it what's right and wrong, you know, but meanwhile, that's you, you're playing checkers and your higher self is playing chess. It can see the board in a way that you can't. So your, your judgment of, you know, why is he more fortunate and I'm not. And it's like, you know, everyone's getting what they need to become the next greatest and greatest version of themselves. Even those who aren't even aware they're immersed in that, that game, that evolution. Mm. Yeah, it's very true because it's going on regardless. It's going on regardless. So, Mm. you know, we keep judging this is bad and this is good as if we know. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's like it's all happening for your greatest good, whatever that is. And you move into that trust and you get a certain you get a certain freedom and power. You don't need to figure out. You can have your idea about what's right or wrong. You can have expectations. A lot of people will say, you know, expectation is the enemy. I don't believe that. I believe attachment to expectation is the enemy, Mm. right? So you can have an idea and a course and a name, and that's natural, I think, with a healthy sense of detachment. If that's not what's best for me, it's not going to unfold. And if it is, then it will. And, you know, I trust and know that there's more information at play than I can see. So I'm here to be as graceful as I can through it all. 
I love that because I think that's one of the things that um, people most commonly struggle with, right? Is how do I visualize everything that I want, but mm-hmm. then still have the detachment from it, right? Which is if it's right for me, it will happen. And if it isn't, yep. it won't. And I think that can be hard. Um, but I've mm-hmm. noticed that, you know, myself in all areas of my life, it's the detachment that actually brings it faster. That's right. And That's right. and it's it's most profound, isn't it? I find with things that things that sort of come upon you, right? So you can think about someone who forces sleep can never fall asleep, right? It just yep. needs to come upon you. Someone who wants to fall in love, you just meet that person, you never know when they're going to walk in and you fall in love. You want to yep. conceive a child. If you really dogmatically try to achieve conception, it doesn't happen. It yep. happens yep. when you connect with the energy and vibration of becoming That's a right. parent, but release yep. attachment that it'll happen in its own time. It's just so interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, it's it's a very delicate dance, you know. Um, it, it's, you know, I think of this great meme that's went around for years. I've seen a few times with Bob Marley laughing and he goes, when you realize needing nothing brings you everything, you know, and it's, it's true. It's like, you, what, what do you need? You're an eternal being that always has been and always will be survival is guaranteed. You know, as Chogaman Trungpa said, the bad news is you're falling through space, nothing to hang on to no parachute. The good news is there's no ground. And that's the, that's the nature of the situation in which you find yourself as a soul. You, you've always been and always will be. It, you don't like something, good news, change is guaranteed. You love something, you better appreciate it because change is guaranteed. Mm. That's it. You, you are self-sufficient as is. So stop judging right or wrong. You don't know. <laughs> no, that's and, true. And, and it's always changing. Yeah. And it's always changing. Isn't it? Mm. We kind of, we look at children and we go, oh, it's amazing. Look how much they've changed. But actually, if you look at yourself, you've also changed dramatically in the last 10 years and will do in the next 10 as well. Or in society as well. What we viewed Mm. as right or wrong 100 years ago is very different than now. And 100 years in the future, they'll look back and say, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did these things to each other, you know, and allowed for this. And Mm. it's just part of the progression. That is true. What do you think... um, fasting is one of these ways but what are the key ways and we can talk about a little bit about your fasting that you're doing at the moment it's very interesting mm-hmm. and think will be for my audience what do you think are the best ways for us to establish a deeper connection with ourselves or to really mm-hmm. grow that it's mm-hmm. a good great question oh i think you know realizing that everything is reflecting you back to you everywhere you go you're there waiting for yourself so if you want to know thyself more realize that everything you encounter is a piece of you that is, you know, reflecting you back to you. The person who is kind to you at the coffee shop, that's you reflecting you back to you. The person who shares a bit of profound information, that's a piece of you reflecting you back to you. The person who challenged the heck out of you and really pissed you off, that's showing you something about yourself in some way. It's, it's, it's there for you. And so, to get more in touch with yourself is to understand, is know thyself is, you know, the ultimate, you know, goal for us. And so to realize everything is reflecting you back to you and that there's never been a soul more worthy in all of eternity than you. You are as worthy of all the goodness that life has to offer. You are as worthy as any other being ever has been, could be, or will be, right? Because it is all you. You, you, you built this place. You are the one with the source that does it all. So you are, you are so incredibly worthy. So tapping into and knowing that truth and always looking at it through the eyes of humility of like, okay, I'm here to grow and to serve. And 
you know, ha, ah, why is this happening for me? You know, what what is this showing me about myself? And just looking through that lens and making that your base level operating system, you can't lose. You cannot lose. You will have challenge and you will be so graceful now navigating through it. And because of it, you will become more, you know, you know, like I said earlier, smooth seas never made for a skilled sailor. You came to be a skilled sailor. You need those challenges. They're necessary. They took trees and they tried to grow them in a perfect environment, perfect water, perfect air, perfect sun, but you know, whatever. And they started falling over and they're like, what is missing? What's, what's the problem? And know what the problem was? There was no wind. There's no, which causes stress to them. Yeah. So no resiliency. Which made their roots strong. And so it was necessary to have the stress. So once you understand this, you stop judging this as good or bad. It's all, it's all happening for good. It's all happening for love. This is how God knows itself, but it can't know love without the opposite of love. It can't know, you can't know light without dark. You can't, you've never seen like the painting behind me. You've never seen a beautiful work of art without, without having shadow in it. It's all necessary for love, but it's, it's happening for love in the end that it, mm. it needs it all in order mm. to mean anything. I love approaching that, that everything from a place of love. I think sometimes it can be challenging, right? And I think sometimes in that example, there are some people who can trigger you. I think people often find this with a family member because you can't almost extract yourself from that situation. Yeah, right. Yeah, Ram <laughs> Dass probably... Bell best. If you think you're enlightened, spend a week with your family. You know? <laughs> and it's like the people that are meant to, by divine design, to trigger you the most and to mm. push you those growth edges. Mm, very true tell me about the fasting because it's really interesting mm, we were talking yeah. offline earlier you're four and a half days in yeah. um what have you noticed so far because i know you've actually set a pretty big challenge on this longer than yeah than most i'm gonna go, go five days um for sure go through the fifth day um and see how i feel at the end if i want to continue going um up to 10 so that's sort of my my aim right now and you know the reason i did it um, it's a few reasons. Um, one is spiritual connection. I feel like just clearing out, stopping all the food processing allows me to get closer to spirit. So that was one intention. Another is, um, health. It's, you know, the, the research shows that this is sort of like a miracle thing for us to do. Um, and what it does to our body, it, you know, we go into autophagy where all of our defunct crippled cells, uh, are, are actually recycled and we're creating new cells and we, you know, um, yeah, I just, your, your human growth hormone goes through the roof. He, you know, testosterone, my testosterone will go way up all these things that are sort of like anti-aging and cleaning the system, giving my system a break from processing food all the time, 24 seven to allow it to go and do the work. You know, like I was talking about earlier, the skin thing is another for me is like, oh, okay, I want to give my chance, my, you know, three days, they say your um, immune system is completely like rebooted. And so to give my system a chance to do some cleanup work and to do some healing and to focus on things that it can't do when it, it, it you know, it, it, it prioritizes jobs, right? And when you put food in your system, that becomes a priority to process that and has mm. to, can't just sit there. So um, you know, giving it a chance to do the work that it normally doesn't get a chance to do is, you know, those are some of my, my reasons and aims for, for doing it. As far as how it's been for me, day one, a breeze, 
day two, I was pleasantly surprised how energized I still was. Um, and you know, able to do a lot. Day three was rough. Um, I felt pretty weak most of the time. I got it. I, I, I move pretty fast. I talk pretty fast normally. So I'm used to getting up quickly and going, you know, moving around. And I would get these crazy head rushes when I'd stand up too quickly. And I did it in the morning and I started to walk out to my balcony. I literally kind of bl blacked out for a few seconds and fell, uh, fell into a nightstand and like knocked something over and was on my butt. Like, Oh, how did I get here? Like, um, because you know, your heart rate slows way down. And so I'm mm -hmm. getting less brain to uh, blood to my brain. And so then today, you know, that's when they say after that third day, you start to get into where you're burning ketones instead of glucose and which is a much more efficient form of energy. It can, you know, they say you get into it a few more days beyond now and you can feel like a million bucks. Like you just feel so good and so energized. And, you know, there's stories like, uh, brag, I forget his first name. Um, he makes health food stuff. He, well, he, he passed years back, but he wrote a book, the miracle of fasting. And he tells a story in it of how he, you know, hired 10 athletes from college and he's like 70 at this time and he's way into a fast and to go across to hike like 30 miles and, you know, death Valley or something where it gets 130 degrees. They all, and they had all the food they wanted along the way and drinks and whatever they needed. And he had not, he's, he's like seven days into a fast or something already. And here this guy just like by, you know, 15 miles in all of them had fallen out because of the heat and, you know, just sick and puking. And, and he just, he made it the whole way, camped out and hiked back alone the next day. You know, these, these athletes, these college athletes, he's an old man who hadn't eaten in a week and he just crushes them. Phenomenal. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you, I mean, you seem like today, four and a half days in, you're extremely switched on. Yeah. So cognitively yeah, yeah. it feels good, right? Yeah, it does. I, I feel a little hazier than I normally, I don't feel quite as clear as normal, but I think I'm still going between that third and fourth day. It's kind of like typically, obviously everyone can be different, but where you sort of go where your body's burning, you know, burning ketones and it kind of goes from where you get more and more clear and you're fine and the hunger's gone mm -hmm. and all that. So I'm like right there in between that. So I feel, I feel a little bit of what I felt yesterday still, but if, if this had been yesterday, I don't, I couldn't have done this podcast, but, um, today yeah definitely feel close to my normal clarity i'm glad i'm seeing you on day four glad we made yeah, it happen i'm glad i'm glad it worked out that way <laughs> as well, i so. thought of that when i was going in i'm like okay i should be good by monday so should be good um what would you what what would you leave people with what 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 piece of advice would you offer people who've been listening and they want mm -hmm. to develop this greater sense of self-connection they want to come from a place of love they want to move with more grace and ease mm -hmm. what would you leave them with i know you've been really kind and we will put it in the show notes you're the golden key you've given a free code for all yes. listeners to actually go and download it which is incredibly generous of you and i and i yeah. did that myself and i think it comes on audio and uh electronic as and yeah, it's really amazing audio. yeah you can get audio and or ebook uh go to go goldenkey.gift dot gift and use the code love and you can get that right there um, amazing and what would i leave them with just stop stop trying to figure it all out and resonate with these perspectives that we've shared today resonate with trusting the mystery uh 
self-analyzing. Why is this happening for me? What what can I learn from this? How can I grow? You you move into that perspective where it's truly your base operating system. All the I don't I don't need to know. I don't need to figure it out. I don't need to have the answer. I I just need to do the right thing and approach it with grace and ease. And in, in remembering, I think the thing that gets in the way for most people is that lack of self-love or judgment or creating separation. Well, that's easy for Angela to say. That's easy for Brandon to say, you know, I could never do that. I could never, you know, what people do that sort of thing all the time. Social media, oh, look at them. I could never mm. be and I want and I wish and too bad. And that's all nonsense. The, out of the infinite things vying for your precious attention out there right now, you're tuned into this message in this moment because it is such a close vibrational reflection of you. That which is like unto itself is drawn. Water seeks its own level. And you are seeing and hearing this because it is so closely related to who and what you are and where you're at. You see that person on social media that you admire? Don't create separation. Be like, wow, I'm so glad that I'm seeing this out of all the things I could be seeing because I'm such a close match to it. It's like right there in front of me. And you start that switch, understanding that there's no soul that's ever been more worthy than you, understanding the truth of that. If it's all one, then of course that's the case, right? You are it. You are so valuable. And your lack of success or whatever is a beautiful part of your story. It isn't over if you haven't won. I'll, I'll go ahead and give you that tip off. And so you're in it and you can you can play, you know, uh, disempowered and, all, you know, all those things as long as you want and they're valuable too because you know you need you need the downside in order for the upside to mean anything the question is is what part of it all do you want to experience next it's all valid and it's all about understanding the the nature of the situation in which you find yourself and who and what understanding who and what you truly are thank you i love that what part of it all do you want to experience next yeah it's just Perfect the choice that's being imposed to us all the time. There is no mm. nuns better than the other. The guy completely asleep who has no idea about spirituality, he is just as divine as the saintliest saint, right? It's all necessary for God to experience herself. Amazing. Thank you. Where You've given the link to the book. Where can people find and connect with you? Yeah. Um, so, you know, positivehead.com. You can find the Positive Head podcast anywhere you wherever you're listening to this show um i'm sure it's there um you can also you know social media i'm probably most active on instagram um and you can search my name brandon beecham uh, my my username is optimistic spelled like mystical o-p-t-i-m-y-s-t-i-c -O -O a little confusing because that o at the front is actually a zero so zero p-t-i-m-y-s-t-i-c that's me on instagram we will link to all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, Brandon. This has been super fun. I think uh, I'm coming back on, coming over onto your show. I'm looking forward to that. Yes, uh, likewise. So yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. This has been wonderful. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to continue your journey to learning more about syncing with the laws of the universe, vibration and manifestation, check out my episodes with two of my favourite authors and stars of the movie The Secret, John Asheraf and Dr. John Martini. Those are at episodes 236 and 275.
I hope today's episode inspired you on your journey to vibrant health and high performance. Make sure you check out the show notes for a summary of all the important links to everything we talked about. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit the follow button and share it with a friend on social media or leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Remember, achieving high performance health is about getting 1% better each day. So think about one thing you learned from today's episode and start implementing it today. Share with me what you've learned on social media over at Angela S. Foster. I love hearing from you and connecting with you. Have a beautiful day and always remember you are worthy of your dreams.